Welcome to Faithfully Living, the podcast, where we learn how to live for Christ in our daily lives. I am Dwan, your host, and I would like to invite you on a journey with me to explore and learn how to be a faithful follower of Christ. to Faithfully Living the Podcast, where we strive to encourage you to live for Christ faithfully by offering guidance on how to study the Bible, how to understand the Bible better, and how to remain faithful to historic Christianity in a contemporary society. In today's episode, I will give some tips on how to study the Bible and then offer some tools that you can use to study the Bible also. So, you know, studying the Bible can and is a transformational journey that can deepen our faith, enrich our knowledge, and provide some valuable insights into who God is. You know, but sometimes we struggle with knowing how to study the Bible. And believe it or not, you know, there's different ways to approach studying God's Word. first tip is on how to study a Bible is you can do a character study. So this is where you pick a character from the Bible, maybe Abraham or Esther, and you read about them. You have questions that you ask yourself to better understand about the life of this person. So um, tip number two is you can study a book of the Bible where you um, break it down even into chapter and into verse. So number three, the third way how to study the Bible is you can do a topical study. So a topical study could be any topic in the Bible. So you could study prayer, maybe the fruits of the Spirit. You could study what the Bible says about marriage. There's a variety of topics in the Bible that you could choose from. Tip number four, um, you can do a word study. So say for instance you're reading um, the Bible and a word just pops out at at you like maybe peace and you want to learn more about that um, word in the Bible. So what you would do, you would do a word study is you would um, look up that word um, in a concordance, see where it is in the Bible. You would look up the Hebrew and Greek meaning of that word. You better understand um, the word, that word in, in different contexts within the Bible. All right. So tip number five is you can do a um, Bible study. So when I'm talking about a Bible study, I'm talking more um, like a workbook that I have here. So this is um, a Bible study workbook on Elizabeth. And so what workbooks do is they have different um, questions for fill in the blank. They will have you read the scripture on that. It could be a particular topic. Um, this one is a character study. They have you read the verses um, according to that topic or that person. Um, it gives you kind of like in trying to interpret the scripture um, applications, how you can apply it to your life, and just gives your overall, um, gives your in-depth study on um, that particular topic or that person. So you can do um, uh, Bible studies. So Bible studies can be online. Like I say, it can be a workbook. Um, you can do this as a group or solo. So that's tip number five, um, Bible study workbooks. Sixth um, tip to studying the Bible is the inductive method. So inductive method includes observation, what does it say, 
interpretation, what does it mean, and then application, how should it change me. So when you use the inductive method, this is going to help you dig deeper into the Bible to really, really understand what it's saying. So I have some resources for you to help you get started on this um, method here. I have two to start here with is um, How to Study the Bible by K. Arthur and then um, Living by the Book by Howard Hendricks. So both of these resources, they go over in-depth how to interpret, how to observe, interpret, and then apply the Bible. So it goes over the exact steps on how to do the process. So another resource that I have that I would recommend is um, Searching the Scriptures by Charles Wendell. Um, he also goes over observation, interpretation, but he also throws in correlation on how to compare various scriptures of the Bible, um, cross-referencing, how to interpret scripture with scripture, and then he also goes over application in this resource also. So this is Searching the Scripture by Charles Wendell. And then the last resource that I have is um, Women of the Word by Jen Wilkins. So Jen Wilkins has comprehension instead of observation. So comprehension, what she's really trying to stress in here is really understanding what you read and what you see. And then she also has um, interpretation and then um, application in this resource. So this is Jen, Women of the Word by Jen Wilkins. So now that we have discuss some ways on how to approach studying the Bible. Let's talk about some tools that can aid in that study. So, of course, you're going to need a Bible. I would recommend a printed Bible. Uh, I don't I have nothing against Bibles on your phone, but I think a printed Bible helps to remove any distractions such as messages or like incoming notifications that tend to pop up on our phone. So then, of course, you would need to choose a translation that you can understand. And there, here is where, where your phone can be helpful. If you don't already have a printed Bible, and you don't know what you want to get. So if you um, download a Bible app, it has different translations for you to read. And I would suggest that you were, that you read different translations and see which one that you can understand and then get the printed version of that translation. So at least you'll, you know, you have a Bible that you can understand and then it, that you know that you can understand before. Like if you just buy one, just blindly not knowing if you can understand it or not. So there's different translations of the Bible. So you have the ESV, which is English Standard Version, the NLT, New Living Translation, the NASB, New American Standard Bible. You have the CSB, the Christian Standard Bible. And this is a small sampling of the you know, myriad of translations that are, that are out there. So beside your Bible, I think it's helpful to have a notebook, pen, and a highlighter to take notes as you read. Some people like to take notes in their Bible, which is good because whatever you're, no you're taking down, you'll have the verse or the passage right there so you can remember. Or you can 
um, use a notebook. It's it's really up to you. So there are also Bibles that have kind of like indented text and lines for you to make notes in it. So I would encourage you if you if you feel like you want to make notes in your Bible, look up some of those Bibles and it'll give you more room to take notes instead of just like taking notes in the margin. All right, so some other tools that are helpful. Dictionaries are helpful to look up words that you don't know. Unger's Bible Dictionary is a good dictionary to use. There's also a Bible Concordance. It This is an alphabetical list of principal words used in a book or a body of work. So it lists every instance in which a word is used in its immediate context. So an example of a Bible concordance would be the New Strong's Exhaustive Concordance of the Bible. You also have Young's Analytical Concordance of the Bible or the NIV Exhaustive Concordance of the Bible. So you can look some of those up to see if those might be helpful for you. I always say a picture is worth a thousand words. And as a visual learner myself, when I see a picture, a map, or a chart to explain a concept, I'm able to understand it better. So, which is why I think Bible map or Bible atlas is a great Bible study tool for you to use. So, a Bible atlas is a book of maps and charts related to the Bible. There's most Bibles are going to have maps in the back of your Bible. One Bible atlas you could use is the Moody Atlas of the Bible Lands, which is a helpful one. So just to kind of give you a better understanding of why maps would be important, maps help to create like a visual setting of a particular account in the Bible. So when you look on the map for places, it helps to see places being described in the Bible. And then you can start to make connections with those places in which the it's referring to in that particular passage or in a related passage of scripture. So maps can help the the Bible come alive a little bit better. And then maps can also kind of like help give you context to the story, to the story or account that is in the Bible. So remember, you know, the Bible is not set in a Western context. So if we understand the, the the geographical context within the cultural and historical context, it kind of helps us to understand what's happening in the passage and it helps our interpretation of that passage. So for example, if you when you read the account of Abraham and you look up a map, look on a map to see his journey to the land of Canaan, you can see how far that he traveled and it and it puts a new perspective on the faith Abraham must have to believe in a God who called him to leave his land leave his family and go to a, a new land All right, next we have Bible commentary. So a Bible commentary is helpful in understanding in interpretation and, imp- and applying difficult passages. 
that you that you might study in the Bible. So commentaries tend to be divided by chapter, verse, and then some of them look into the languages of the Bible, like Aramaic, Hebrew, and Greek. I think one thing to keep in mind when we when we're utilizing commentaries is to remember that it's a man-made tool. It's not inspired by God. So commentaries are usually written by pastors, theologians who you know, have painstakingly studied the Bible for many years to help people understand the Bible better. So commentaries come in a, a little, a couple of different forms. So you have one volume commentaries, which has like the whole Bible. So they're a little bit more concise and shortened. Then you you would have then they also have like two volume commentaries which like one volume is the Old Testament and then another volume is the New Testament and then you have multi volume ones which they have maybe one commentary is about the whole book of one particular book of the Bible say for instance you'll just have a commentary on the whole book of Genesis a whole book commentary in a book of John usually the smaller books like first and second John they're all they're usually all put put into one volume itself so you're probably wondering okay commentary I probably need one which one should I get so the best way to choose a commentary is to probably ask your pastor or a mentor for their recommendation because if they're like constantly studying the Bible, they may have certain go-to ones that they use to use for their sermon preparation. And then if that's the case, a pastor or a mentor, you can ask them, hey, can I, can I borrow your commentary to kind of see, hey, if, would this be helpful to you in your study? And then that will lead you on to see, okay, can, it, can this help me understand the Bible a little bit better. And then when you get that commentary, I think it it would be helpful to kind of look up passages that you you're familiar with and you you know the meaning or the correct interpretation of it. And you can see, okay, does this commentary kind of align with your like your biblical worldview? So one passage would, for example, you could look up is Genesis one and one. So that might be helpful for you as you're you're trying to de- decipher and determine which commentary would be helpful for you. Another comment another helpful tool can be a Bible handbook. So a Bible handbook is just like a reference of the Bible. It gives like an overview of the Bible and then the different books of the Bible. But it ties in like the cultural, historical, archaeological aspects of the bible and a lot of them have like pictures diagrams and maps and charts to better help you understand what's going on in that particular book so it's also helpful if you're a visual learner like me So all of these tools that I've talked about, you can also find these online and through apps. So some apps you can utilize or online tools you can utilize is um, Bible Gateway, 
Bible Hub. You got the Blue Letter Bible, Bible Study Tools, all of these resources. They have commentaries, they have dictionaries, they have concordance, and then they also have um, different Bible translations for you. All right, so this wraps up this episode. Hopefully, it's giving you some guidance on how you can study the Bible and then some tools that are available to help you understand whatever whatever you're studying in the Bible. Until next time, remember, God is always good and He's always faithful. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Do me a favor by following the podcast and leaving a review to help spread the word. I look forward to hearing from you.